Hey friends, welcome to the His Beloved of Texas podcast. I'm Megan. And I'm Kendra, and we're two moms that live across the street from each other. And between us, we have 10 kids. We live life together, have fun, and we just want to share that with you guys. We are so glad you're here. On this podcast each week, we think everyone needs a little bit of hope. And we want to tell stories of hope, of how God has changed people's lives. He's shown up in good times and in hard times, and and He can show up for you too. All right, we hope you enjoy. Hey, Kendra. Hi, Megan. How you doing? I'm good. It's good to be back here. It's been a while. We're sitting in my daughter's room. On the floor again. <laughs> yes. Next to the bearded dragon who's staring at us. While who I learned, um, I learned a new fact about Megan. <laughs> <laughs> she apparently um, puts off dragon pheromones. <laughs> the bearded dragon and really likes me. <laughs> yes. Not just this bearded dragon, but the other one that they dragon sat for also liked her. So there's something going on with Megan and bearded dragons. I don't know what it is. But you know what's funny about bearded dragons, especially huh. this one, is that when he's happy, he turns orange. And when he's, he's orange right now. I know. See he's how looking orange at he you. Is? He's staring at me with <laughs> yes. all of his orange. His one eyeball <laughs> is like moving all over the place, tracking you. I know. And so when funny. he's like sad or hungry, he turns gray. Oh, Isn't wow. that funny? So every time I hold him, he gets bright orange. I wish our kids could be that <laughs> right? clear I know. with what they need. They just scream and make our ears bleed. I know. I love that he like has ways to communicate with us. That's awesome. Super fun. Okay. <laughs> so cool. it's been a while since we've been here. Um, just, you know. Life yes. has made it a little bit hard. Yes. I think every other week is a good, yeah, a I good think so too. pace for us, though, in terms of recording podcasts right now. But hopefully, we'll get. To we were also more. decompressing though, too. We were. Yeah. So we I wanted. Know I needed to go into a little bit of a cave after our last event and decompress and really yeah. process it all because so much happened. That's so funny. See, I'm the opposite. I want to like run out and like spread yeah. the gospel and talk to everyone. Yeah. And, <laughs> and you're like, no, we need to be prayerful. <laughs> and I'm like, no, go. Not go, go, go. prayerful. But yeah, so we wanted to have this podcast to just like talk about the goodness of Mm -hmm. last time and pretty funny. We had like a little debriefing thing a couple of weeks ago. It's been like a couple of weeks now. Yeah. And when we were on there, I said something about this story with Chad that happened that night and Kendra is like, well, well, what happened? And I said, well, I can't tell you now because if I tell you everything now, there's nothing to talk about on the podcast. So I still haven't told her. Yes. (laughs) I've still been waiting. Like. (laughs) I, I would even just like, wait, what happened with Chad? Just trying to sneak it in there. And she's like, no, I've got to wait till the podcast. Well, like, at that point, I thought we were going to record the next day. <laughs> right, I know. <laughs> it's been like weeks. Yeah. <laughs> so, so anyway, yeah. so what we're talking about, for those of you who missed it or weren't there, is we had our first um, summer series worship night. And the first time that we'd been back in, in a room full of people in a year, like 18 months almost, Over I think. Yeah, because yeah. October... 2019. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I know. Crazy, right? That's so weird. And, um, and you know, the Holy Spirit just knocks it out of the park. Like I assumed he would. (laughs) Um, but it just, every time it blows me away. Like I'm just floored. Yeah. To see. We had over a hundred people come and join us and, um, Paul J. Kim just, He's just so entertaining to listen to. <laughs> Our was, girls were there. So there yeah. we have 13-year-olds, um, 12, 11, however old they are. Yeah. Um, but All they were there, things. too. And they were so fully engaged. He talked for like an hour. At least, yeah. Um, but they were so fully engaged, laughing. And I know that it spoke to their hearts, it too. Did. And if it spoke to young people, it also spoke to the adults. And yeah. And he, he's just... 
My favorite so part about having Paul there was now that he's just like part of our lives, uh-huh. all these people just know him as like, oh, a dad at our school right, or yeah. like our friend that comes and hangs out in the front yard. Like yeah. nobody knows him as Paul, the beatboxer, like right. Catholic evangelist. <laughs> and when he started beatboxing, all these people were like, what? I didn't know you could do that. Someone said, is that coming out of his face? Yeah. <laughs> and Roxy Garcia goes, how come he doesn't do this at our small group? <laughs> like, now we're all going to be asking him to like beatbox Constantly, but man, he's so talented. So talented. And so, so that talented. was really fun. But then, yeah. of course, he just like dives deep. And yeah. um, and then James led us in worship, and then we transitioned into um, the chapel for adoration. And um, it was just so beautiful. It mm. was dimly lit, candlelights. Um, and actually, I'm just going to go in and tell you, like, go for it. My experience. Um, so whenever we were setting up the candles, it was James and I, and Ella was with us too. My daughter. Um, yes. Well, and then this is while Paul was speaking, and I kind of snuck away into this. And um, and James just was like, oh, more candles the better. Um, he was like, I love how Jesus romances us. Oh. And, like, I paused for a second. Like, that really struck me, especially coming from a man, uh-huh. that he oh. knows what it is to be romanced by the Lord. Oh, it was so beautiful. So it was like the Holy Spirit planted a little seed in my heart from him, and then I just went about doing my duties, like what I wanted to do. Like I love doing all the little things to love on people. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so we continued doing the, the candles, and we had to light a lot of candles. I didn't know that it <laughs> took that long to light that many candles. Um, but then whenever we came back, you know, came everyone came into the chapel um, for adoration, you know, I was still kind of in go mode, still kind of in, like, is everybody okay? Do we need to do yeah. anything? But then I finally just sat, um, and it was like, Jesus cupped my face in his hands mm-hmm. and just drew me to him so intimately, saying, this is for you, too. Yeah. Like, this isn't just for you to, to go and do. I want you to just be. And so I'm going to read, like, following... Um, two nights after that, in my holy hour, I was kind of unpacking it all because it was just so beautiful, so much. And um, this is kind of what happened in my heart. Um, where did it go? <laughs> now it's lost. There it is. Okay. Abba. That's how it, that's what I call him. He's my daddy. daddy. Abba. Thank you for stopping my brain from logistics made mode Friday night and looking right at me. Thank you, Lord. That as I'm watching others entangled in this beautiful dance with you, you give me a Cinderella moment of me being totally seen, singled out by you, my love. Mm-hmm. You told me that I'm your love. Father, this romance with you is divine, enchanting, entangling, and so, so sweet. This divine romance is the sweetest. Thank you. That's so beautiful. That's what happened in my heart. Like, it was just, it was like he whisked me away and, and danced with me and... Um, and it was so beautiful, and I know for a fact that that happened to other people too. Oh, like they, you could see it. You, you could, could see feel it. it. Oh my gosh, you could hear them crying out to the Lord and just praising Him with just such. Mm. Um, it wasn't like an average praise and worship session. No. <laughs> you know, it was. It was. It was actual hearts. worship. Like, oh my goodness, worshiping with their whole being. Yeah, yeah. And what was so neat about it is. We had tried to be very open-handed with this night, and we tried not to schedule a lot of things. Like, we were just very much like, we're going to let the Holy Spirit lead. And so we hadn't really made a lot of um, decisions and, you know, timelines and all that kind of stuff. But one of the things that we had talked about is Father really wanted us to have adoration in the chapel. And before, we'd actually had it in the same room where we had our, like, the parish hall. 
in, or he wanted us to have it in the church is what he said, yes, right? And so yes. we were planning to have it in the church. And that night, and, and I'd even talked to James about it before. And James said, no, the chapel is probably not a good place for it. And mm-hmm. I just trusted him and whatever. And um, there's no sound equipment in the chapel. There's none of that. And so we were just going to plug into the church. Everything's going to be fine. Well, Father Will in his like, I've never seen Father Will so pastoral. Yes. Like, he, he was so it was pastoral. So it was so neat to see him like step into his role as the pastor of this night. Mm-hmm. And he walked over to the church with James and was kind of just preparing for adoration. And he, he came back and he said, no, you guys, we need to have it in the chapel. He's like, it, it needs to be in the chapel. The church is set up for First Communion. It needs to be in the chapel. And James was kind of far away when he's saying all this. And and we said, well, there's no like sound equipment in there. And he goes, it's fine. James will be acoustic. It's what we're doing. Like he was like he <laughs> yeah. was like there was no room for argument. Like yeah. this, and then he just like basically told James like, yeah. like this is what the Holy Spirit wants us to do, and this is what we're doing. Yeah. And it and at the time I kind of had this like little like oh like yeah. in my heart like <laughs> I don't know if that's the right choice, but there was it was the most beautiful thing it was I've ever so seen. Intimate. It was so beautiful. Like we walked in, so we had this great time in the in the parish hall, right? And then we walk in. And it was like, we were going to see our Lord. Mm-hmm. Like, let's go to his holy place and sit at his feet. Mm-hmm. And we walk in the church and it's completely dark. And we walk behind, you know, the altar into this beautiful chapel where Kendra had gone over and like a little fairy had lit all these <laughs> candles. And I didn't know that was there because I didn't. Oh, yeah, it surprised you. Yeah, oh, it was a surprise. Oh, yeah, it was gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. And then... It was just so neat to see how all these like little things that would have been hindrances to mm-hmm. our plan actually ended up being what made the most like beautiful yeah. atmosphere. And it was like God had all these little like, I'm going to mess that up for you and that up for you. <laughs> and y'all are just going to flow and handle it. And it's going to be beautiful. Just wait. And one of the things that Ella had said is that you guys were trying to work on the lighting in there. And it was uh-huh. really dark. And James said, well, I have this um, spotlight we can put up. Yes. The spotlight ended up being like... So like, yeah. it was just beautiful. So what happened is he's, and I'll, I'll post these pictures on Instagram so you can see, he sets the spotlight up where it's, it's shining on the altar and it made the monstrance shine on the wall behind the altar. And it went right on the cross, like on the crucifix yeah. and all, and all of us were like, Oh, do you see that? Do yes. you see that? Like there's, and, and it was like Jesus saying like, yes, I died for you and here I am alive for you. Yes. It was, oh, girl. Oh, yes. it, was it was amazing. So cool. And for me even, I don't know that anybody else even noticed this, but the way that the table, the shadow of the mm-hmm. table, it looked like Pontius Pilate's house. Like mm. I had this whole like beautiful vision of like Jesus going to the cross for us mm. and then coming for us in, in um, truly present and it was beautiful, and the worship was amazing. And then at one point during adoration, I got up and went around the back of the chapel and stood next to you and Leanna. And I'm so glad I did because that's where I really got to, like, see everyone worshiping. Mm. And from this one little angle, if you guys have never been to St. Vincent de Paul, the chapel's in the back of the church. And as you walk in the back way, there's a statue of Mary. It is not in the chapel. It is in the hallway outside right. Of the chapel. And I still don't even understand. We need like some physicists to come and tell us how this <laughs> is even physically possible. But every once in a while, when they would open the doors to the chapel, the shadow of Mary would put itself on the door. And it was like Mary had her hand pointing to Jesus, like, right. come this but way. the crazy thing, Megan, is that, I don't know how I'm going to be able to explain this, but we're going to post pictures. So yeah, you're going to have to see pictures. Mary, it was almost, okay, so like, 
in the hallway, it's almost like Mary was um, catty corner in the corner facing Yeah, she was facing outward. away from right, the chapel. facing away. And then the shadow on the door as it opened was completely turned the other way facing into the chapel with her arms yeah. open saying, come see Jesus. Yeah, and son. it was like from it my angle, it was like eye to eye with Mary. Mm-hmm. Like she was somehow facing me. But that shadow yeah. or that statue is not facing. It's, no. it's not anywhere near there. No, no. <laughs> and it was shocking so because cool. it would come and go. It was like when they opened uh-huh. the door, there she was. And then they closed <laughs> the door and then she was gone. And I was like, it was mind blowing. And Leanna, thank goodness, got a picture of it. Yeah. So we have some pictures we'll post it. And I, I kept meaning to put these on Instagram. And then I was like, oh, we'll talk about it on the podcast. And then we never did. So that was <laughs> Three like. Three weeks later. I know, right. Three weeks later, we'll talk about it on the podcast. Um, but there was just all these little moments like that, of little love notes. And then yeah. like watching our girls receive that. And they noticed yes. all those little things and they thought did. it was just mind-blowing but yeah it was and so the cool. men's voices were oh. so captivating oh my goodness there, there was just something for me um I don't know what it was but my heart was just um crying out to God for the men in the room like it meant so much to me that they were men that came um it was our first event stepping, with men yeah stepping into their place as beloved sons and mm-hmm. me witnessing that so beautifully um just with this incredible outcrying um, of love for the Lord and just seeing in their posture, them receiving that love. Like mm. it was just so beautiful to see that in, in men. Um, it was. And there was one man in particular that was just standing up, like arms stretched, worshiping and yeah. he had the most gorgeous voice. And it was, it like took me aback just to mm. watch him worship the Lord was mm. I mean, I've never seen. Can you imagine what like heaven's that. gonna be like? Oh my gosh! The and then his wife, right. Oh my gosh! And then his wife stood with him, and they were like worshiping together, and it was yeah. just such a beautiful picture of like love for one another and love for the Lord, and yeah, oh, blew me away. Yeah. Well, and James was so sweet too. James is our worship leader, and we kind of threw this all on him, you know, last second that he was gonna sing acoustic and have no mics. Yeah, and, and he what happened is he starts to sing and then the room just took over Mm -hmm. and the voices were so loud. You could feel like the reverberation in the room. Like I could feel it in my chest with no speakers, no anything. It was just these voices. And James said at one point it like knocked him backwards. Like he kept like moving back because he was like so just taken aback by these voices yeah. and how beautiful it was. And yeah. So he did you, such a good job. Oh my gosh. He did such he's... a good job. Oh my gosh. I can't wait to have him on the podcast, which we're going yeah, to. We need I would to love do that. to hear his angle of it. Um, but he's just so talented. His voice is beautiful. Um, but he, he, oh, he just loves the Lord so deeply. Yeah. Um, and just is so humble about it and wants to share it with everybody. Yeah, it's the way he loves the Lord through Mm -hmm. his worship Mm -hmm. that allows people to really enter into Mm -hmm. that prayer, I think. Absolutely, yeah. It's not him up there singing songs and us, you know, following along. It's like he's really allowing us to enter into the worship that he is in. Yeah, and I'm sure if he could put an invisibility cloak Oh, he would on and do it. He would in a heart. He would hide. Like, he is not up there for totally. Show. Uh, yeah, he doesn't like that. Yeah, he doesn't want to be yeah. the show. He wants to kind yeah. of scoot off to the corner. <laughs> yeah. I love about him. Like, get up here. You deserve it. Um, so, so one, you want to tell Chad story? Yes, so, I was about to ask. Like, yeah. Come on. <laughs> so, gosh, there's so much. But um, so my daughter Ella. I think I said some of this on the podcast, but I don't remember how much I've said. She has been poured into multiple times lately by different people, like prophetically, people saying, you have a voice, you need to use that voice. Mm -hmm. There are um, 
that it's meant to be used for God, like step up and sing. Mm -hmm. And she sings in theater and she's done a little bit of church choir, but she's never led worship before. And um, and really because she's never had the opportunity, she's only 13. She's not like, (laughs) I don't even know where she would, would lead worship. And so the week before our event, right, we were in a prophetic prayer call and someone said to her, you have a voice that's going to unlock the hearts of people who are not able to receive the Lord. Like mm. your voice is meant to unlock their hearts. And, um, and Leanna said, I think Ella needs to sing at least one song at our event on Friday night. And I was kind of like, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I guess so. And, and Kendra was super supportive of it too. I'm like, well, if that's what she's being called to, like, let's do this. Yeah. Right. And, uh, and it happened to be the song that she sang was Holy Spirit from Francesca Battistelli and it was when we were in the chapel and there was no mic so I really couldn't even hear her to be real honest like it was the voices were so loud that I really couldn't even hear her but before she sang I was worried about you know all the details like you said like I was kind of the timekeeper of the night Mm -hmm. and even though I don't like to be focused on time I was really worried like oh no we're going over we're this we're that you know and I knew that I had kids at home that needed Chad needed to be able to go home and take care of the kids and let the babysitters go home. And so I was really worried. And I was like, is Ella going to sing? What's going to happen? And uh, I even, like, tried to look at my phone because that's where I had the schedule. Uh-huh. And it wouldn't pull it up. It was, like, <laughs> gone. I love that. I know. And God's like, no, no. We're done. You focus on me and let the rest of that go. Yeah. Like, it's my night for the rest of the night. Yeah. There is no schedule. And I was like, okay, yes, sir. <laughs> and I put my phone down and I don't look at it again for the rest of the night. So Ella gets up and starts singing Holy Spirit. And that was when like the room really got loud. Like yeah. it was just, yeah. that was the moment when James had to step back because, because mm. it was so loud. And um, my husband, Chad was sitting behind us and Chad is not a praise and worship. I mean, he used to like, it caused him pain <laughs> to be in a room with praise and worship. Like when we were started dating and got married, I mean years, like probably uh-huh. the first 10 years of our marriage, he would not go to something like this with me. Like it just so was funny. not his thing. Um, and, but seeing his daughter up there singing, I look back and Chad was like, I think he was on his knees and he had his arms spread out wide and he mm. was worshiping with her. Wow. Like worshiping. And I remembered you had said to me one day, like prophetically or to Ella, you turned to her and said, you need to sing for your dad. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. And she never did. She never yeah. did sing for him. And, um, and I realized in that moment that it was Chad's heart that she needed to unlock. Oh, like it was just for him, for nobody yeah. else, but for Chad. Like that yeah. was, the, that was the one that needed to have, to, to have, just to be abandoned in that moment. And I said to him later, like, you were worshiping with your arms out. And he goes, no. Yes, you were. He goes, no, I wasn't. I didn't do that. And I was like, yeah, you did. (laughs) And and Ella goes, yeah, I saw you from where I was standing. You totally did. (laughs) And it was like, he didn't even notice. He was just so lost in it. He was so lost in the worship that it was like, he didn't even realize what his body was doing. Yeah. Um, Sadly, he had to leave right after that though, because he had to go get home and get the babies. But, um, it was really neat for me to be able to do ministry with him yeah. and with the kids. That was our first time, like, yeah. to be able to invite him into what we do and uh-huh. let him see it. And I think he got more out of it than maybe anybody yeah. else. Like, Paul's Paul's message spoke right to his heart. He talked about St. Joseph and about mm. the Eucharist and Eucharistic miracles. And mm-hmm. 
and Chad came home and read a whole book about Eucharistic miracles after that. And it's, it's yeah, just been really been, neat. He's been yeah. rolling. It's been really cool hearing all the books that he's been reading. Yeah, and like he, it really just, like a little kid in a candy shop. Like, I know. Guess what? Guess what? I just read. Blah blah blah. It's, it's so just cute. so fun. It's Sometimes so fun. he gets really excited about things. Um, it's great. So it's been really neat to see, like, just from that, like, what's happened in his heart mm-hmm. since that night. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It was really, it was it was really cool. And our girls, you know, they have the opportunity to go to a birthday party coming mm-hmm. up on our next worship night. And they're like, no, we don't want to go to the birthday party. We want to go yeah. to the worship night. Yeah. And they're like, well, that's, if it only benefits them, it's worth it, right? Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. like if that's all this is worth, it's worth it. But I know that's not true. I mean, there was just yeah. so many hearts that were. Raising up the next generation. Right. Raising up the next generation. And and I think the difference is encounter. Mm. Like all along, like we can teach the faith all, all day long. We can teach the faith till we yeah. are blue in the face. We can tell them everything there is to know about scripture. We can tell them everything there is to know about the mm-hmm. catechism. And all those things are good and well because they need that background knowledge. Right. But if they don't have encounter with the true living, living God. God right there in yeah. that room with them, mm-hmm. then all of that's for kind of for nothing, right? Like, right. And, and I think that's why we want to do these worship nights is because we want people to encounter him. Mm-hmm. Like, who cares what we say? And, mm-hmm. you know, we want you to be at his feet and to yeah. feel his presence and to know that he's real and to know that he has this deep, burning love for you. Like, individually, right. your heart. Like, he wants to romance your heart. Mm-hmm. And what's so neat is to watch him romance so many people at one time. Oh, my gosh. Like, oh. It's so specific to their hearts. Yeah, exactly what they need yeah. in that moment. Yeah. Like, even the girls were saying, like, he answered their prayers so specifically, mm-hmm. like, in in mm-hmm. that moment, you know, exactly what they needed to hear. So, yeah. yeah. I just hope that if you're someone out there who feels like this sounds interesting to you, but you don't really know, or maybe you um, are too far gone mm-hmm. that you can't step foot in a place like this, or your sin is too great, or... I mean, all the different lies we hear. I mean, we were just, we were, Megan and I, before we started recording, we were just talking about that. Um, Just knowing some beautiful people who have really been hurt by other people in the church and who work for the church, who, you know, are supposed to be living out the gospel and being charitable and welcoming. And um, they just completely weren't. And um, the church is not those people. Yeah. The church is not those people. Those, uh, every human being is flawed. Um, the church is that Jesus, that image of the monstrance on the cross. Mm-hmm. That's the church. It's Jesus who yeah. wanted to die for you because he yeah. loves you so deeply. And it wounds him to see the church wound its people. Right. Yeah. But that's that's not ever supposed to be part of the, the, right. the system. Right. Yeah. 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 So. so if that's you, like if you're feeling some of those thoughts – I just beg you to try, like come yeah. and and give it a try. And because this next one that we're about to have on June 18th, I feel like it's going to blow this last one out of the water yeah. just because the women that are are um, presenting for us, Mary has such a heart for healing. She has mm-hmm. such a heart for allowing the Holy Spirit into these places of hurts, of wounds, of um, past you know, hurt that mm-hmm. is still holding us back. Mm-hmm. And she's just so filled with the spirit. Like she just knows how to allow him to, to reach us. Yeah. And the encounter is going to be so great. And Danielle, oh man, wait till you hear Danielle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's just going to, yeah. her her voice, her love for the Lord, her ability to worship and lead us all in worship is just phenomenal. And so 
I just beg that you try. Like, just yeah. come and and sit at his feet and don't worry about anything else. And just be. And just be and let him love you. You don't even have to sing the songs. No, just, just be, be. In the, be in the room. Be in his presence. Let him love you. Yeah. yeah. And if you're searching for community, it's a great place to find community. If you don't want community and you want to just be alone, that's cool too. Yeah, like, shoot. Seriously. <laughs> like, this will meet your needs wherever you are. <laughs> yeah, right? Some people are like, I don't want to talk to other people. We're not going right. to make you talk to anybody else. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we won't force you to find We don't have Kumbaya icebreakers. No. You have to talk to people. Um, one thing, Megan, that, that um, just was shared with me yesterday, actually, we had a friend over for dinner. And she works at the student center at UT. And she was sharing with me that some of the girls went to our event. Oh, fun. Yeah. And they loved it. They had a beautiful experience. But what struck them the most was seeing Catholic moms, women, just living out their faith in just reckless abandon. I love that. And they said, like, we want to be around that more. And that really... um, that really struck me because, and we've talked about this before, of like bringing in young adults and adopting yeah. them and letting them see your family um, not cleaned up and tidy and perfect, but letting them see your life as it is. And because it mm. ministers th- to them so deeply um, and they want that. They want oh, that so that. much. And so um, that might be something that we can coordinate, like adopt a young adult. And, yeah. you know, if you're a family that, that wants that, um, to once their family to minister in that way. Um, I know some young adults who want to just be poured into and just be there with you living life. And that's oh, I love one that so, so maybe much. we can coordinate something like that. Maybe that's really cool. Are they coming back to this one? I, want them to come I don't know. If y'all see. are listening, you should come. Because <laughs> <laughs> we'll I want to see your faces. Yes. Yeah, that was the one thing that I was kind of sad about at the last one is we didn't do the dinner part uh-huh. and it didn't, allow me very much time to see the people who are there. Yeah. You know, yeah. like there was so, so many friends I hadn't seen in so long. And then all these women, I just wanted to like go and hear all their stories. Like uh-huh. you're only 16. What are you doing here? Like yeah. I, tell me about your life. Yeah. You know, I just wanted to have like more encounter with these people. Uh-huh. It's like, I don't even know if I saw them because yeah. it was just, yeah. it all happened so quickly. Yeah. But I would love So to June that. 18th, we, um, it's women only this time. Yeah, I'm sorry. Sorry guys. <laughs> um, but June 18th is our next event and we will have dinner mm-hmm. and taco cabana. Taco cabana. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Texas of us barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> um, taco cabana dinner fellowship, um, and then we'll get into the the meat and potatoes with Mary and Danielle, and you know, yeah, Jesus. It'll be so, great, and teens are welcome so too. Yeah. So, because you know, like if they want to encounter the Lord. Let's do it. Like, they yeah. should be able to come, too. So, yeah, sure. um, yeah I'm excited. Me too. I can't wait to see what Me God too. does with it. It's going to be super fun. Yeah. So, what else is going on in your life, Kendra? Um, okay, here's something big. Um, so, you know, you guys are pretty much the champions of having rare stuff happen mm. to you. Um, uh, rare diseases. Rare yeah. diseases. Weird <laughs> junk. Mm-hmm. So, my family felt left out, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> and um, just two weeks ago, one week ago, I don't know. Joseph, my uh, six-year-old, he woke up one morning and his leg was just in pain and limping and um, thought it was growing pains because he gets those a lot. I got those a lot growing up. And um, so limped all day, was hurting. I was like, shoot, he might have a stress fracture. This is the Sunday after our event. 
Yes, it was. It was the Sunday after. It's our like bed. we have these big high highs yes, and then these and then lows. Wabamo. Yeah. Um, so then I took him to the pediatric orthopedic doctor, and turns out he was diagnosed with Perthes disease, um, which is rare. <laughs> Very rare. Five in one hundred thousand kids, yeah, or something. something like that. Yeah. Um, and so what it is, it's where the ball of the femur in the hip joint. For some reason, they have no idea why it's happening, um, loses blood, and so that bone dies, and then your body, which is so cool that it does this. Yeah, it's really cool. Gets rid of it, mm-hmm. like absorbs it and whatever, and then it grows back. Mm-hmm. Um, but all this happens over the course of maybe three to four years, yeah. and within this time, he has to be not a rambunctious six-year-old boy mm-hmm. can't run can't jump can't jump on trampolines um he has to be very careful can't climb no playgrounds um we had to move him off of his top bunk mm-hmm. um, which actually he was okay with <laughs> benedict was super excited to go to the top that's so that's cute. good that worked out great um but he can swim yes. which is a blessing and he can ride his bike which is a blessing and um, it's summer and, and they have a pool summer. in their backyard which yes. is amazing yes um but in this time you know i you know, I felt myself going through the stages of grief, um, seeking other alternatives. And, you know, I took him to the chiropractor and every bone in his lower back was out. He got adjusted. He wasn't limping anymore. It was great, but he's still having the pain. Mm-hmm. And the hard thing about this disease is that you don't see it on the x-rays right away. Yeah. So it could be beginning. Yeah. It, it's, it could be starting to happen, but we don't see the necrosis of the bone happening for a while because mm-hmm. it has to die off first. Um, and so like last night I was washing the dishes, just praying and, um, and I was just like, God, does he really have to go through this? Yeah. Um, and I heard him say, I need him here. Mm. And I've been going in and out of like before, before I received that, um, I've been going in and out of like having that deep seated peace that. I know God is going to encounter him mm-hmm. in this time, these next, you know, three, four years, however long it takes. Um, and that this will be a very formative time for him because God does not let opportunities like this go. No. I like guess not going to be for naught. It yeah. won't be. Um, but then I would flip to the human side of, of like wanting to take this away Fix from it. him. So he mm-hmm. doesn't have to go through this and go through the pain and that sort of thing. And, um, just hearing him speak that over me, that I need the, I need him here. I need him yeah. in this place, um, in this season. It was very um, reassuring, and I felt, you know, I went to my holy hour last night and just prayed into it some more and just um, was able just to rest. So I'm able to rest in this diagnosis. Um, and who knows, it still could be something. I don't, I don't know. I'm still 50-50 on whether or not... Um, this is really it, but it's looking more so like it really is. Yeah. So um, that was that was a blessing just to yeah, hear him whisper that, that to beautiful. my heart. I'm so glad to hear that. So. Well, on Thursday night, um, there's a healing mass that happens at St. Alfred the Great in Austin. We just discovered it like six weeks ago, and I've been twice mm. now. <laughs> um, it's a great place to be. And uh, Chris brought Joseph to the healing mass, and, it, mm-hmm. and Kendra wasn't there. And um, it was so sweet because... Joseph was asleep the whole mass. <laughs> yeah. 
And and he's not a small six year old. Like he's he's, he's got some weight to him. He's all muscle. He's like football player. And jo- like Chris had to hold him the whole time. And then he went up to receive communion. And he was carrying Joseph, <laughs> and he's like passed out on his shoulder. And uh, and I thought, oh no! Like he. So after the healing mass, um, there's like prayer teams, and they pray over people. And Father Charlie prays over to people too. And and that was kind of the reason we were bringing him, right? Like it's to have him prayed over. And I was like, oh no, is he gonna wake up? Is he gonna be asleep? And, um, and so Chris ends up getting him in like the front of the line. Cause we were there for hours, like hours yeah. and hours. Yeah. And luckily Joseph didn't have to wait that long. And so he gets him in the front of the line. I kind of didn't know where he went. And I was like, looking to see, you know, did they go? Did they leave? I don't know what happened to Chris and Joseph. And then I look back and they both come back in the room and Chris has a little bit of like kind of tear in his eyes. You can uh-huh. tell. Yeah. And Joseph is floating. Yeah. It, he was so filled with the Holy spirit. It was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. I should have taken a picture of him. It was. Um, but there's like that look. Mm. And there's only a few times I've really ever seen this look. And it's usually like confirmation retreat uh-huh. when teens have just first experienced. It's that encounter piece, yeah, right? It's like encounter. Yeah. it's encountering the Lord for the first time and their eyes glow. Mm. And and it's like the white of their eyes or some sort of mm-hmm. glitter. I don't know. But Joseph had it. <laughs> and And he's kind of a, not the most like, He's kind of shy. Like when we tried to pray over him last time, he was like, don't pray over me. Yeah. And he, I don't think he's ever hugged me in his entire life. And he ran up and hugged oh. me like this huge <laughs> hug. And we like were face to face. And I said, I see Jesus in your eyes. And he goes, uh-huh, uh-huh. Like he was oh. so, it was so beautiful. And I just. I got to see that when he got home. He was still like still that see when it? he got home. Oh, I'm so glad. Like he busted through the door. All of his siblings are asleep already. And busted through the door. And he was on cloud nine. And I was like. You're a six-year-old boy who just went to mass, right, in a prayer service, and it was like eight o'clock. You didn't at this go point. to the circus, like yeah, <laughs> but you act like you just got back from the circus. You want to tell me all about the coolness of it? Like it was so amazing to see him. Just yeah, he he had an encounter. He had an encounter. It was beautiful. Yeah, it was. It, beautiful. was <laughs> it was really beautiful. So I I totally agree with you. Like yeah. God has a place for him in this, and if you look back at all the stories of the saints, mm-hmm. they suffered. Yeah. Big time as children. I mean, I can't, I'm just trying to think when you were talking, there's even some that had like rare bone diseases of their legs. I know there was one that was a little girl really? in particular. You might not want to tell him that story though, because I think she died. Oh, <laughs> that might tra- traumatize, traumatize him. Totally different illness, obviously. <laughs> but, you know, like, I, the, the suffering was so great. Yeah. But that's where the Lord met them. And mm-hmm. that's where they were able mm-hmm. to cling to him and to need him and to seek his face and allow him to speak into their lives mm-hmm. instead of just living this beautiful existence and not needing him, you know? Yeah. So yeah. I think there's, there is so much value we can find in that suffering if yeah. we allow our hearts to receive it mm-hmm. and to be in that place. But sometimes it's so much, it's so tempting to just like grasp and try to oh my gosh, wish yeah. it away. Yeah, you know? definitely, definitely. And, and, you know, I've said this before, but this is another one of the moments where in life, or we have to get through it to get yeah. out of it. Yeah, got to walk through um, it. That was the first thing you said to me when you got yeah. the, the diagnosis. Is yeah. We just have to keep walking through this. We have to walk through it. Yeah. Um, and so my prayer over Chris and I is that we are not a hindrance to um, Joseph encountering Jesus in this time. Um, so that we can just, you know, that we just surrender in this as well. And yeah. just let be what needs to be. And from someone who's been through this a lot mm-hmm. with weird things, you're going to surrender and then you're going to grasp and mm-hmm. then you're going to surrender yeah, and then you're going to grasp. I can already see that happening. <laughs> yeah. It's going to happen 
a million more times. Yeah. Because that's just the heart of a mom is to yeah. be able to protect your child. Yeah. And then you have to go, I have no control over this. Yeah. But the Lord does. And he's bigger and he's stronger and he's mightier than anything I could make happen on this earth. Yeah. He's better. Yeah. He woke up in the middle of the night the other night in pain. And I just, you know, ran in there and was just rubbing his leg and there was nothing I could do. Nothing I could do. And so just rubbing his leg and loving on him and just praying over him and, yeah. It sucks. Yeah. You want to take their pain away. Yeah. It does. And and the more ministry we do and the more we have these, like, beautiful highs, Mm. then these things keep coming at us. I know. And, And again, last week I started feeling like, Maybe this isn't worth it. Maybe his beloved is not worth this. But then I know that that's the worst thing I could ever think in my life because it is worth it. Because I keep hearing these stories of hearts that are converted and the Mm -hmm. way that the Lord is using this ministry. And Mm -hmm. so I just beg for your prayers for all of us, for Kendra and Joseph and Chris and their whole family and the other kids and how they yeah. are affected by it too. Right. Because they have to play differently, you know, because they, they don't want to leave them behind. So yeah. it's affecting them as well. Um, well, and just the attention that one child gets and the right, other ones feel true. left out. And, and then for Leanna and her mm-hmm. family and for Katrina and her family, the four of us, um, we just need your prayers because it's a lot, but it's worth it. Yeah. It's worth it. And, and God keeps telling us that. Kingdom. I just keep hearing yeah. that. I heard that. Um, have I told that story in the podcast before? Yeah, I think so. Okay, yeah. yeah, anything for the sake of the kingdom. Thank you to the Protestant pastor who rocked my world with that, and that is forever etched in my heart. Um, anything for the sake of the kingdom. Um, yeah. Because that's what it's all about. We are heaven-bound, heaven-focused. Yeah. And the side of heaven sucks, and it's going to be so much better there. And the difference between a saint. Each other there. <laughs> yeah, someone who's a saint and someone who's not is the way they receive that suffering, and they keep mm-hmm. pushing forward, and they yeah, keep a, right. giving it back to God and allowing him to walk them through it versus yeah. running from it and hiding from it or allowing it to harden their hearts. And yeah. So you're, right. you're going to have a story one of these days. Joseph's going to have a Joseph's story. Joseph's going to have a story. Absolutely. Yeah. He will. So With Those big blue the, eyes. The, the, be- <laughs> the beautiful grace from it is that um, it'll be over in a couple of years. Right. Lord willing. Yeah. And we're able to keep him still and he doesn't have damage as it grows back. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and another thing that's really kind of, it's neat to, to see the way that God has like been planting seeds mm-hmm. and allowing like the fact that it's summer and Joseph can swim yeah. and that, you know, all these little gifts that he's, and we're on swim team. Like, yeah, and we're like, and he got a, a, a new bike, a new bike, very generous people that are very close to us. <laughs> Chad brought him home a bike yeah, the day so that he sweet. got diagnosed. And, but he got a first place ribbon at his first swim meet, yeah. which was so cute because it was yeah. like totally a fluke, right? Like Yes. And he was like, I like swim team. Yeah. Swim team is fun. He was the only boy racing in that race and he got first place. He doesn't know that. Yeah, don't um, tell him that. <laughs> I think he ended up getting disqualified too. He doesn't know that either. He has the ribbon. That's hey, all that matters. Hey, he has the and ribbon. And he is sold out for swim team. And he good. thinks swim team is awesome. And yeah. we're like, good, buddy, because this is all you got. Yeah, <laughs> like, enjoy it. Yeah. But no, another cool thing about it is um, I actually have a friend from high school who has a mm-hmm. son with Perthes. And they are now on the other side of it. He's 12. And he's playing competitive baseball and has been for years. And, um, and, and he had a much more advanced case than Joseph did at diagnosis. And so it's just... Sometimes it's nice to see someone who's lived through it and to yeah. be able to ask them questions and mm-hmm. to journey alongside them. And so so you're not alone yeah. in this. Like, I think that's a gift that God has given us too. Like, because Thank who you, else yeah. knows somebody with Perthes? Like, that's super right. random. Right. Yeah, it's it's not something you, you yeah. hear all the time. So It's weird. What about you, Megan? What's been going on in your life? Oh. Other than his beloved of Texas. <laughs> no. Just a lot of, like I said, like, 
lot of sickness, a lot of spiritual attack, I feel like, uh-huh. but then a lot of like God just fortifying and saying, mm. your family is meaningful to me and y'all are going to do big things and mm. you need to hold on and you need to keep fighting and pushing forward. And mm. so on Sunday, uh, no, Ma- Memorial Day, uh-huh. Monday, we had a uh, fundraiser lemonade stand and I tried real hard to talk our kids out of it this year <laughs> because I just had surgery. We have all this other stuff going on. And um, it was actually Tessa's birthday yeah. <laughs> that day. And uh, so every, I guess this is our fourth or fifth one, the kids put on this lemonade stand in our front yard and they um, have a little raffle that goes with it and it always goes towards a nonprofit. And so this year they wanted to give the money to um, Southwest Louisiana and all the hurricanes that they've been through. Lake Charles has had they had a hurricane and then like four weeks later had another hurricane and then they had the freeze mm-hmm. that hit all of Texas hit them as well. And they had another storm last week or not last week, it was about two weeks ago that caused so much flooding that it happened in the middle of the day and the kids got stuck at school. Oh my gosh. Did I tell you that part? No. Yeah. So it, How terrifying. I, right? And some of these kids didn't get home till 1.30 in the morning. Oh And parents my were literally boating to the school in canoes oh, to pick up their babies. Serious? Like oh. babies at at pre at like you yeah. know nursery schools and stuff, and so uh, Katie Prejean McGrady, who's a uh-huh. Catholic speaker, lives in Lake Charles, Louisiana, and so we've just kind of watched her like go through all this, and her kids got stuck at school. Oh my goodness! Yeah, and and her daughter's three at the Catholic oh. school, and then it also hit a um, convent that's there, uh-huh. and they had tons of damage, and so um, they wanted to raise money for Catholic charities and give it to this um, you know effort, and I thought we might raise like two or three hundred dollars we really didn't Mm -hmm. put very much effort into it this year because I was tired and the kids just kind of had to like take it themselves and they Uh did so great like Kendra's kids made Kendra cookies like (laughs) beautiful sugar cookies they take it on your your skill and they handled everything all on their own and they raised about thirteen hundred dollars and then while we were standing there and going, you know, Kendra said, I wonder if anybody would has a company that would match it. Because we've yeah. had companies match I was sitting there testing the my dad. He works yeah. for Valero. And I was like, do y'all do this? We'll yeah. Do like we've had Dell and some other yeah. companies match our, our fundraisers in the past. And I was like, you know, I don't know of anybody right now. And a beautiful soul who happened to be mm. there said, I'll match it. She overheard the conversation. Yeah. She wasn't even she like part of the conversation. And was like, yeah. I'll match it. I'll match it. Like, And I was like, your company? She so goes, not my family. My family would match it. And they've been through so much this year. So yeah. just, um, it was so beautiful to see. Like, And so we ended up with uh, $2,300, Amazing. I think, was our total. And um, and even more than that, like the community. The, the community yeah. aspect of that lemonade stand just blows me away every year because it allows us to have this block party in our it's front yard. It's a gathering place. It's, it's a gathering. So and yeah. And, you know, we put it out on Facebook for our neighborhood and then also for our friends. And so all day people are just, like, showing up. And we get to encounter people. And that's yeah. a that's a big part of why we do what we do is we want to yeah. bring people in. And so there's a couple of little young married couples on our street. And so we made sure we invited all of them. Mm-hmm. Like, I wanted them to get to know each other. And um, so anyways, it was really beautiful. And, of course, at the very end of that, we're, like, cleaning up. And we're all on this, like, Jesus high. We've had this great day. And my sweet son, I don't know what he was thinking, <laughs> decided to kick a soccer ball Right at Ella's head. <laughs> and, Ella, who has had two concussions already. Yes, and is 
barely making it out of these yeah. concussions and has been really, really damaged by them uh, long term. And I think he thought he was going to kick it over her head, like an eight-year-old boy thought process. Uh-huh. Like, this will be a cool trick. Like, yeah. Watch here that. I am on Dude Perfect. I'm going to kick yeah. it right over Ella's head. <laughs> and he kicked it right into her head. I watched it from across the street. Oh, did you see yeah, it? I oh, saw gosh. It. It was yeah, all, I saw like, it too. slow motion. And I was like, no. Oh, yeah. It was awful. And she immediately, Ugh. like, it affected her so greatly. And her whole body just shut down. Yeah. Like, did you see, like, the look in yeah. her eyes? And she stayed – she didn't, like, pass out, which is good, but she stayed shut down like that for a solid 24, 36 hours. I mean, yeah. she was whispering. She had, like, no personality. It was scary. Yeah. And it really scared me. And, um, you know, theater's their big thing, both of my girls, and they had theater camp this week. And she hasn't been able to, like, go anywhere or do anything in weeks, months yeah. because of these silly concussions. So for her to get another one right before this camp was – pretty heartbreaking. So I had a hard week last week. Like it, Mm. it really shook me. I was like, okay, stop attacking my kids. Like I'm done Mm. with this. We are doing good work. Like leave us alone. Um, but instead of just like wallowing in that frustration and that pain, I reached out and asked for prayers. Mm. And, um, and every time I do that, like in a big way, the Holy Spirit, like God just shows up and she's at theater camp right now and she's just fine. Like she's her, doing great. her concussion symptoms are gone yeah. that she had last week. And it's, and the doctor declared her as having a oh, third for concussion. Sure. Like oh, yeah. It for sure was a third concussion. Yeah. We went to the neurologist. Yeah. It was for sure a concussion. Absolutely. Um, and three concussions in and of itself is dangerous and a right. bad thing. And the doctor was so positive when we got there. She was just That's like so bubbly good. and happy and like, you're going to do yeah. this, Ella. You're going to go to that camp. You're going to be fine. And at that point, she was not fine. Yeah. Um, so anyways, it's just been a gift to see, like, yeah. like my girl's going and she's having fun. So <laughs> and I'm, I'm hoping, she, I mean, she hasn't gone to school nine to four yeah. in months. So even to drop her off at camp is a big deal. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so good. some, some ups and downs, Yeah, you know, that seems to be the way things are going these yeah. days. We have yeah. these high highs and then these like knock us down lows, but yeah. I just kind of have my eyes fixed on June 18th. Yeah. Me too. Like. Me too. I know we're not going through this for nothing. Like he's mm-hmm. got big plans for June 18th. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. going to be great. So we are going to be doing, um, if you don't follow us on Instagram, follow us on Instagram, um, his beloved of Texas. We're going to be doing a giveaway soon. So if you buy your tickets in a certain window, you got to keep your eyes By open. By June 11th. Oh, it started like between now and June 11th? Yeah, I started oh. it already. Hey, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, you are going to be put into a drawing to win one of our super cute t-shirts, really cute tumbler. We have new t-shirts. Yeah, we too. have new so t-shirts. So the one that's too. on Instagram excited. is not the one yeah. you'll be winning. It's it's cuter than that. They're very cute. <laughs> yes. Sorry. Um, a tumbler, a car decal, which yeah. is super cute. We have these great. We haven't actually sold these yet, but yeah. um, we all have them because Leanna gave them to us. But they're these awesome insulated cups and um this time we got black like a brushed black it's not Uh shiny and then a mint color and they have our logo on them and they have a little straw and I love them I'm obsessed with these cups I use them every day of my life all the day yeah so all the day all the days everywhere I go I have one of those cups in my hand so um that's what you get to win yeah and we'll also be selling those things at our um event to help fund other events too so yeah yeah so get your tickets bring your friends help us get the word out um Ticket sales we, have to be cut off this time around because we have food, so they yeah. end on June 15th. Yeah. So we can't sell any after that. So please, please, please. Yeah. Everybody always waits till like the last minute. I know. I know. <laughs> we usually sell half of our tickets the week before the event. Yeah. So, all right, you guys. <laughs> half Come of join you. us. We want to see you. We want to meet you, fellowship with you. Um, yeah. Yeah. Come it's join gonna us. It's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. All right. And always, Kendra and I are always here. 
um, if you ever have questions, doubts, yeah. concerns, prayers. I had someone message me the other day and say, I'm sorry to bother you with a prayer request. I'm like, girl, that's that's what we're here for. So yeah. don't ever feel like you're bothering us. Yeah. You can always reach out to us yeah. um, on Instagram, through email, through our website, anything. Yeah. And we are praying for you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All, All right. right. Bye, guys. Bye, everybody.